Adjunct Students of the BM Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another podcast episode. I hope you guys are all well. In a previous episode, I said, basically, who do I think I am coming on here singing when I don't sing in real life and have no business singing? You know what? I take that. I take that back. I take that back. If I want to sing, I want to sing. And if I can sing or can't sing, I'm going to sing regardless because I want to do it, you know? So anyways, I just felt like I had to retract that statement that I made because I felt like as I was listening back to it, I feel like I was talking down on myself and I don't like that. So I'm retracting that statement that I made. Anyways, I hope you guys are truly well. And I just feel as though that I have so much to share and... It's kind of like, where do I start? So this is my thing. I feel torn between the content that I have for the podcast and content that I have for my YouTube channel. Like, I'm like, does this, like, do I share this on the podcast or do I make a video about this for YouTube? Like, I don't know. So I'm going to do what just feels right. And I think that in my mind, I'm always thinking about you all. And so, yeah, I'm going to share. And I just hope that, you know, it blesses you. So this episode, the title is You're Being Selfish, okay? And I know that this episode is necessary because of conversations that I've had with people, people that are close to me, and I just know that it will help you because I believe that there is a way in which we move that we think that we are being selfless when in reality we're being selfish okay so I just feel like I want to just jump right into it and I'm just going to go ahead and share what triggered this episode for me so I was having a conversation and this particular person was sharing how they feel as though that they can't do certain things, that they can't leave and explore, that they can't leave and truly live life because of the fact that they feel responsible for the lives of their family. And they express that they feel as though that their family isn't living life the way that they should. And they almost feel stuck and don't think that they can go and live life because it almost feels selfish to do so now I am putting words in their mouth I am paraphrasing and I am inserting my own voice in this but that basically sums up the conversation and that basically sums up the sentiment and so I feel as though that there are many people who are in the same position they're in the same boat I maybe you have a almost a different idea about life, especially if you're a kingdom citizen, come on. Like there is a way that we 
see life. There is a way that we desire to live life. There is a way that there is a way we do things that are not common, right? And so sometimes depending on your relationship with people, you may feel as though that, for example, let's say that you have a certain boundary now, right? Like you you don't listen to some of these podcast episodes and there is a way you done been inspired or you, you know, you've been seeking God and now you realize that there's a certain boundary that you need to set in your life. But you almost feel bad for setting this boundary because you're thinking about how people may react or how people may feel about the boundary that you are setting. And so instead of setting the boundary, because setting the boundary sounds feels selfish to you, you don't set the boundary. Okay, we're on the same page. So I'm here to tell you that by you not setting that boundary that you know is necessary or that you feel led to set, you're actually being selfish by not setting it. So we thought that we were being selfish by setting it, but you're actually being selfish by not setting it. So you're actually being selfish. Okay, so I feel like that in itself can speak. (laughs) And if you have any level of consciousness, you already got the gist of this whole episode. But I definitely am going to bring scriptures to it, and I'm definitely going to bring that to support my statement that you're actually being selfish. And so I was explaining to this particular person that you think that by sticking around, you're helping your family, or you think that by not setting this boundary, you're helping this person in which you're in some sort of relationship with, when in reality, you're not. And so I want to share on this episode just the advice that I shared with this person because I feel as though that this advice could really help your life. So here's the thing. If you feel as though that there are people in your life that may be ignorant to a certain thing that you have enlightenment about, you doing what they're doing and you living how they're living and you just sitting there just trying to beat their head about this thing that you have enlightenment about that they just cannot get, you do yourself and them no good. Like, there's no benefit in that, right? Like, sometimes we can do it and it works, but majority of the time it doesn't work. So what do I mean by that? Me trying to make you understand something that you're just not going to understand is a waste of my time and your time. What I have to do is that I have to go do the thing that I have enlightenment about. I have to become this thing. I have to start doing this thing that I have this great enlightenment about. That's how this person that is living in ignorance, that's how this person that you're so frustrated about how they're living will get it. When they see you doing this thing, when they see you prospering, when they see you getting results from this thing that you're trying to show them, it will change their lives. It will inspire them. You know, so you sticking around 
and you just trying to beat their heads about it and you want like you want to push them first or you want them to come with you because I think majority of the time it's a matter of we feel selfish for kind of moving on and leaving people behind it's almost like you have a friend in whatever grade whatever grade school third grade and your friend was not doing what they needed to do in that class and they've decided to hold this person back and keep them in the third grade. Now, this is your best friend, okay? And obviously you had plans, you had in mind, y'all had conversations about going to the next grade together, trying to be in the same class, like that was the vision, right? But now you're stuck in the situation. Really, you're not stuck, but sometimes we can make ourselves feel as though we're stuck. And so it's like, oh my gosh, my best friend is in third grade, they're, they're getting held back. They won't be in fourth grade. Now, we have an exam or we have some testing at the end of the year. And I could bomb it and fail it intentionally to also get held back, potentially get held back, so I can stay with my friend or I can do what I know to do which is to do better, I have the information, I have the knowledge, I have the understanding. I can just take this test, do good, and I can move on to the fourth grade. It's unfortunate that my friend, however, cannot move on to the fourth grade. Do you see how you put yourself in a position to where, for one, you're enabling this person, and for two, you are putting yourself in a position that is not ideal, okay? And so now back to our regular lives, this is what it looks like when we are so st stuck in trying to get everybody and this best friend and this family member and our dad and our mom and our sister to walk this same journey with us. It's ideal, we want it. But unfortunately, it's not always the case. Like, some people are just not going to get it. The person you really want for them to get it, they're just not gonna get it. But here is your opportunity to help them. Your opportunity to help them is to actually go do the thing that you know you show, you're supposed to be doing. This thing that you got enlightenment about, you can actually go and do it. That is how you're going to help them. I know it sounds so crazy. Like, Samantha, how does that help them? Like, how does me moving on help them? How does me leaving them help them? It helps them. You got the information. You got the knowledge. You got the understanding. They don't. So it, the ball is in your court. You understand? What are you going to do with it? Utilize it, right? Apply it in your life. Do that thing. And they will be able to see it. And they will be inspired. And they will probably come and they will probably start that journey and follow what you're doing or, or do this thing that you so badly wanted them to do that you knew was going to help their lives. So by not doing the thing, you're actually being selfish. So... Of course, Samantha, like, do you have Bible, scripture, or like, what are we, you know, what are we doing? Of course. So, 
I was reading in Ephesians 5, and there are some things that I got from it that... Well, let me actually read this. Let me read this part of the scripture. In the NIV version, Ephesians 5, it talks about basically following God's example, right? So here's here's something that I want to share. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such thing, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. So let's, let's kind of like dissect this a little bit. So when it talks about darkness, it's talking about like in ignorance, like basically being an ignorant, lack of knowledge, right? And I'm trying to find my notes on that. So I feel like I can make a whole nother episode in regards to what I just read. I probably will do that. So basically what I want to extrapolate from the scripture that I just read was the part about how you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. And it says to live as children of light. And it says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And so here's what I got. That you were once in darkness, right? There was a point in your life where you did not know certain information. You did not have knowledge. You did not have understanding. Um, but now you're in a place uh, in your life where you have certain knowledge and understanding about a particular thing. And because you now have this knowledge, you are now like light, right? So us accepting Jesus, us receiving his life, us being aware of the fact that, man, we are in need of a savior and we realize that without him, we will be condemned to hell. That is a light, that's a knowledge. So now you are knowledgeable about that fact. You became a light in that regard. So whatever you know, area of your life that you just know, you just have certain knowledge about, you have certain understanding about, you're a light when it comes to that knowledge. And so it says have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness. So like the fruits of ignorance, right? And the fruit of ignorance, you can see that like, you know, when, like, for example, like, I don't know, let's say you're really good at saving or something like that. And you just have so much knowledge about it. And you see someone who is very ignorant about savings, very ignorant about money, meaning they have no knowledge about these things. And you see there's a certain type of fruit that is produced in a person's life who is ignorant about savings and money. It is evident. You understand? And so it says fruitless deeds of darkness, but it says, but rather expose them. And so how do you expose them? It's not about pointing fingers and saying, hey, look, you know, whatever the case may be, because I mean, sure, you could do that, but also, all right, like, then what? No, but rather expose them. So how you expose them is actually being that light, having that knowledge that you have, saving the money that you're good at saving, investing the money that you're good at investing, 
right? You start doing these things and we start to see the fruit of you doing these things. You're not anxious when it comes to matters about finances and it exposes the person who is. Now, they're going to be asking questions because they're gonna realize that, wait, I thought that how I live is normal. I thought that everybody was like this. I thought everybody was anxious about finances. I thought everybody didn't save. Like, I didn't even know about savings. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And yet here you are being a light. Here you are with this knowledge and you have fruit that is evident of the knowledge that you have. You're able to expose them, right? And now it becomes visible. Now it's visible in my life. Now it's visible in that person's life that I do not know anything about money. I don't know anything about savings. I don't know anything about investments. It has become clear to me. Now with that person being exposed to this light, your knowledge, now they have an opportunity to do something about it. But guess what you did? You just helped someone else. You helped someone's life. But let's say you did have this knowledge about money and savings, but you did nothing with the knowledge. You did not save yourself. You did not invest yourself. You just had the knowledge, right? And you're trying to tell this person, you need to save your money. You need to save your money. Well, yeah, I mean, you can do that. Maybe they may take heed to that, but there's no fruit of what you're telling me in your own life. So I can't compare my fruit to your fruit because obviously you have the knowledge, but you're bugging me about what I got going on. So you're anxious about my business, like, and I'm anxious already, so we're both anxious. We're both producing fruits of anxiousness. So you're not really exposing anything, but the fact that you're knowledgeable and you're being an airhead about it, because if what you knew was so great, why don't you apply it in your own life? And so the best thing that you can do is know something the best thing you can do is know something and you know better and actually do better. You know that there is so much more to life than the city that you were born in, the city that your whole family is in. You know that you have, there's something in you that's like, you know, and that's the Holy Spirit that's kind of nudging you to move to somewhere that nobody in your family has ever seen. And a part of you feels like, but Everybody expects me to be here. Like, everybody raised their families in this city. And it's like, if I leave, I feel like I'm being selfish. Like, I'm thinking about myself. But, but I also know that my life could change if I go because the Holy Spirit is telling me to go. So, but then I don't want to be selfish. And also, I know that God loves family and why would the Holy Spirit, so maybe this is me, so now you're torn, you're torn, you're tearing yourself because now you're like, I don't want to be selfish and I think the selfless thing to do is to stick around and help my family. Well, I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. Like, it's really not and I'm not saying, and this is not a license to actually be selfish, like obviously I hope you hear the heart behind this message. It's what we think that we're doing that is selfless is really not. I'm saying that in the context in which I'm speaking about it. So please catch my drift, okay? Please do not take this as a license to just go ahead and be selfish and do whatever. I'm just saying what you think, how you think you're doing, how you think you're being, 
is not what it, it really is. It's about being the light. It's about, it says here, you are light in the Lord. And it says, live as children of light. And I have a whole nother episode that I'm going to, to do about, I'm going to bring back the same scripture because there's even something in that that I want to, to share that I got about that. But I hope that makes sense. Do what you know you need to do. Okay? Set those boundaries. Those boundaries are, are not hurting nobody. Like, obviously, don't set up intentional, like, don't set up things to intentionally hurt people. Like, obviously, guys, you know. But things that you know, especially if you, um, I, I, so I was talking about it on the last episode, which was Holy Bohorny Part 3. And this is the, like, what I believe God was getting me to understand. And I spoke about it in the podcast a little bit in that episode, which was this idea that I had that I felt like I needed to show up in a way that people expected me to show up. And it was almost as if, well, I knew it's not almost as if I was in a sense people pleasing. And if I'm sure I've been on this podcast and I've said numerous times that I consider myself a recovering yes girl, meaning that I was once one who pleased everybody and thought that it was my life's mission to please everybody. I know crazy. I decided I am no longer that person, but I still have the tendencies sometimes to do it. And so that's why I would consider myself a recovering yes girl. But I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say I'm not a yes girl. I am not a people pleaser. And that's just what it is. And so God was showing me that sometimes you get it twisted. And I think that being nice is like equated to Christian. And I had an idea of what niceness meant. And niceness to me was like you had to please everybody. Like you couldn't step on nobody's toes. And you had to be that. If I wasn't that, I felt like I wasn't being a Christian and I wasn't being like Jesus. And and so what would happen is that, you know, people would cross certain boundaries of mine and some that were stated and some that were not, right? And that's a whole nother thing. But God was basically saying like, no, Samantha, listen, you can't be so passive. And that's really what it was sometimes. I would just be passive. Like, it's okay. It's fine. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you can't be so passive. This person is literally talking down to you, you know, and about you or whatever the case may be. And God was showing me that you need to be violent. You can't be so passive. People who are passive, you let anything kind of comes by and you'll just miss certain opportunities and you just let things kind of I don't want to say destroy you but it's like you didn't have to go through that like they didn't have to do that to you you didn't have to experience that but because you were so passive you just allowed it and so For me, it's like being violent is about being violent about my peace, being violent about my joy, being violent about my family or my loved ones. And so what that means is that if there's anybody that's trying to be an intruder, anybody that is trying to disrupt these things in my life, I have the right to put a boundary. I get to say no. 
I get to assert myself. I get to defend myself. And not only when it comes to people, not only when it comes to things, but when it comes to certain ideas, when it comes to certain shows, certain movies, certain music, I have to be so violent about these precious things that I have because not everybody has it. And so because not everybody has it, not everybody's going to see the value of something that you obtain, that you, you have for yourself. It's like, and I mean, I feel like that speaks for itself, but it's like somebody who don't own, own a home and they don't own a nice home, right? It's like they will come to your house and if you don't set any boundaries about your house, they will come to your house and they will destroy your house. It's like they have no respect for your home because they don't have a nice home. They don't own a home. They're used to renting things. Like they're used to not having anything. And so they don't value the thing that you have because I don't have that. So I don't really understand what it means to own a home. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's about. I don't know that, you know, if I do damage to your wall that you're the one who's gonna have to fix it or figure out how to fix it. And it's not gonna just be the leasing management people to do that. It's like we're in two different places. And so you as the homeowner, you have to set certain boundaries. You know, that may look like, or that may be, please do not enter this home with your shoes on. Whatever it may be, to keep your home clean, to keep your home nice, to keep it to where I don't have to do unnecessary work in my house. Just take care of the simple wears and tears. Do you understand? So it's almost like that when it comes to your body, when it comes to your mind, when it comes to your soul, when it comes to your spirit. Like some people really live in toxicity. That's all they know. It's almost as if like if there's no toxic thing happening, their life feels crazy. It feels like they're out of control. And so they come to you and all they know is toxicity. They think that this is normal. And if you are passive, you allow it. You have now allowed for their toxicity to enter into your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit. Now you're the one having issues. And so that is why you have to put these boundaries. And when you put these boundaries, again, going back to how it is not being selfish, what you tell the, the, the other person is that this is not something that is normal for me. This is not something that is normal for my life. That exposes what they believed to have been normal for them. They thought everybody lived in toxicity. They thought this was normal for everybody. So when you set a boundary that this is not something that you accept, it exposes them. Now they're exposed to something different. You help them. This is something that I also wanted to share because I realized that I think again, and I'm gonna be completely honest, I used to be, because that's my yesterday, not my today, overly agreeable and being agreeable is i believe is a good character trait but being overly agreeable is not so what that looked like in my life was that i would find myself saying that i i understood things that i didn't truly understand now lately i feel like even this week i started to question myself about that so you need to start being truthful and i say that and i hope whoever's listening that this will in Encourage you to also be truthful. Stop saying you understand things you don't understand. 
because you're not helping nobody by trying to be so agreeable. You don't understand. Just say it, okay? I don't understand that. Because if I understand, that means I would have done that and I wouldn't have done that. And based off of whatever it is, you say, I don't understand. And you make your decision how you're going to move accordingly with that. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I feel like I might not be the only one who struggle with that or maybe... And here's the thing, you can be in a place of ignorance because what it was is I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I almost felt like I had to agree. I felt like I had to say I understand so that it would avoid confrontation almost. But no, that would be like... I'm, I'm remembering about Jesus and Peter, and Jesus was saying how he was going to die, and Peter was like, oh, no, Jesus, that, that's not going to happen. That can't happen, and I'm paraphrasing it, and Jesus literally told Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Excuse me? This was Jesus being violent about the will of God for his life. He knew what he was supposed to do. He knew why he came here. And it's almost as if he was teaching us how violent we should be when it comes to our purpose and God's will for our life. And that can be manifested in different ways. There may be a way in which you think there's a belief that you have. This belief came from God. And here is somebody trying to trying to share a different belief. Oh, well, do you really think God would have had you to do that? You kind of have to say, listen, I get that you are concerned, but I don't want to hear, however you have to word it. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have to be violent about these things because you have to understand that words can be super powerful. Like whatever is behind your words, like if you have a, a limited belief and you have lack mindset, it's like it all comes with your words. And if I receive your words and I allow myself to receive it, it's like I receive all that comes with it, which is this limited belief and this lack mindset. So now something that I thought I was sure about, I'm no longer sure about because I don't received your words. And we have an episode I, I, I talked about rebuke it. There may be things that people try to tell you that you just know are so contrary to the word of God, so contrary to where you're going, that you almost just have to rebuke it. How Jesus rebuked Peter. And I'm pretty sure that's the, the scripture that I referenced. You kind of have to be that violent about it. It's not being rude. It's just about being adamant about your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. I mentioned also how, and again, talking about the Holy But Horny Part 3 episode, I mentioned on there how I also am very particular about what I consume, that I am not just listening to just anything, I'm not just watching anything. I even got to a place where I'm not even on social media like that. Like, I told myself that I, this is a standard that I'm setting for myself, right? So 
this is Samantha. I am not going to consume more than I produce. So I'm not going to be on social media consuming if I have not been producing. That's just the standard that I set for my life. That's just what I feel for me. I just can't be always consuming because I feel like a consumer and not a producer. And I don't want to be like that in my real life. So I definitely don't want to be like that on my digital life, okay? Because the same standard I set for myself in my real life is going to be the same standard I set for myself in my digital life, in my social media life. That's just what it is for me. And so because of the fact that I haven't been producing like that, well, best believe I'm not going to be on social media scrolling like that. Anyways, in regards to being particular about the things that I consume, whether it be TV shows, movies, etc. I said it, it's almost as if, you know, people said, yeah, guard your ear gates, your eye gates. And that is so true. Guard your eye gates and ear gates. But sometimes we can be so religious about this idea of guarding our eye gates and ear gates and limiting certain things that we watch that we miss out on the real purpose behind guarding our eye gates and ear gates. Sometimes, and what I mean by being so religious is that we, we just avoid those things that just seem demonic or avoid those things that are just super sexual or explicit. Those are what we have in mind most times when we think about guarding our eye gates and ear gates and limiting what we consume from entertainment TV shows and movies, so that means, you know, I'm not watching the rated R movies or PG-13, and that's not what I mean. And so I'm using this as an opportunity to unpack what I meant by that. So I said I limit my consumption, I limit what I have been listening to and consuming and watching and things like that because I've understood that there are certain ideas that we're being conditioned to believe, whether it be explicit or implicit. So certain people can share an idea or they can be talking, they can be doing something and both what they consciously think and subconsciously think can be received by those who are hearing. And that is what I mean by being so particular about what I watch and what I listen to. I listen, and I know if you guys listen to this, listen. One thing about Samantha, if y'all don't know anything else, your girl prides herself on knowledge and researching I just that's just what I that's I almost am obsessed with it like I just love to learn and I almost feel embarrassed to say that I remember I went out with it was actually Tabitha and it felt so good to actually be truthful because I always get asked like what do you like to do what do you do on your spare time and I would always kind of get embarrassed to tell the truth because I really didn't know, like, what do they expect me to say? Like, what is it that they want to hear? 
And I almost felt embarrassed because I didn't want them, the, the people to feel bad about my response or to deem, like, I don't know, like, or to, to think that I'm just out of touch with reality. I don't know. But anyways, she asked me that and I was like, honestly, I'm like reading books. I'm doing research. I'm listening to podcasts. Like I am listening to interviews. I just like to know stuff. And whatever is itching my brain, like there's an idea that I get, like, ooh, what, what, like, let me, let me go, let me go hear about that. Let me go see about that. And so that's really what I do on my free time, y'all. And so anyway, she was like, oh, that's great. I love that. Right. And I just kind of like, oh, cool. And I felt so proud of myself because I was actually being truthful and yeah, like sometimes I can really share like little white lies and it's for no reason at all. Like it's like it was not that serious, but for some reason, I don't know why I just couldn't couldn't say why, like what I do. It's weird. But anyways, that's the past. I can now confidently say, y'all, yeah, that's what I do, guys. So when people call me and stuff can't find me, I am somewhere learning. That's just my life. And when I do have the opportunity, I like to go out and be inspired. That's what I like to do. I just like to be exposed to greatness that inspires me. That's what I like. So I don't know why I'm sharing this as though like this is a <laughs> a dating profile, but just your girl's just speaking her truth. Okay, so anyways, I'm trying to think where did I just, why did I just mention that? I think I was just basically saying how your girl likes to learn. Okay, so I've listened to some interviews and I've listened to some great people. And I also mentioned on that episode, Holy Bohorny Part 3, how there are the masses and the five percenters, right? And how the masses are conditioned by this greater influence and they almost seem as puppets. The masses are doing the exact same thing. They're following the same fashion trends. They are listening to the same music. They are being controlled by culture. So if I put something out in culture, I almost am guaranteed that the masses will follow suit. So the masses have been conditioned to live a certain way to buy certain clothes, to listen to a certain type of music, to almost think the same way. And the masses think that they are thinking for themselves, but in reality, someone is thinking for them and they're feeding them ideas to think. And as I'm speaking, it almost sounds like I'm being cons conspiracy. It's not, it's not a conspiracy. This is reality, okay? And so what God was showing me was that here's the issue. A lot of Christians are a part of the masses. So it says in Romans 12 verse 2, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there is a pattern that the world system has. There's a way in which things are controlled here. There's a way that they get what they want. Do not conform to those patterns. So as people of God, as kingdom citizens, we have to almost study 
And that almost, we have to study what those patterns are. We have to study how does the world system play out? What do they do? What does the world do? And when I say world, it's not like worldly stuff. Like we just make stuff just so religious. Like it's not, you know, clubbing and and partying and drinking. Like that's not the pattern. That's a part of it, but that's not what that means. There's a system. We have to study the system. How do they get what they want? How do they do what they do? Hmm. What is the thing that they spend the most money on? Entertainment. Okay. I loved what my friend Wes said. Listen to this. People are not just spending millions and billions of dollars on a movie for the sake of your entertainment. I am sorry to break the news to you. They're not just spending that money just for us to smile and be entertained and they feel good about our entertainment. No. There is a message. There is an idea. There is a belief that they want you to have that is going to be for their benefit. Sometimes it can be good for us. Other times, it's not so good for us because this belief can sometimes be in contrary to the belief that God wants us to have. It can oppose, go against what he wants us to believe and have. And so this is what I mean by being so particular about what I watch and listen to. Because if, for example, I'm making very clear and very real. So if I, for example, am, I guess maybe going back to, yes, I guess maybe going back to my my late, my earlier example about, you know, maybe Holy Spirit is like telling you, I need you to move to, I don't know, California. Like there's just, there's something there for you, right? But your family lives in Ocala, Florida, okay? And everybody lives there, everybody's from there. Now you go and watch, (laughs) you go and watch movies and shows that shows you where everybody, every all the families live on the same street, everybody goes to the same school, everybody's having their life in the same city, in the same little countryside. It's not that it's bad. But what it's doing is that it's reinforcing this belief of yours that you are almost obligated to stay where your family is, that you cannot leave. And so this is what I mean by being particular. You have to know where you are right now in your current life, that there is a way in which you may believe. You don't know it, maybe it's subconscious or maybe God is showing it that it's conscious. And you're trying to have faith to do something else or you feel as though God is leading you in a different direction. What you need to do is that you need to reinforce this new belief that God has given you with the content that you're consuming. If you are consuming content that is contrary to what God is showing you, what's going to happen? This belief that you had is going to be reinforced. You're gonna feel obligated, almost feel stuck to stay there. 
Also, another thing I remember, and I've shared this before, but I was in this toxic situationship and I knew like something in me was like, I need to go. And what it was is that I tried to have a new belief, a new perspective about the situation that was going to aid me in actually letting that thing go. But because of the people that I was around and because of the content at the time that I was consuming, whether it be by music or shows, I had this idea and this belief that I was to be a ride or die. And obviously without understanding, you can really take something that's supposed to be powerful and really just miss the mark. Like understanding is everything, let me just say that. So anyways, me listening to content and me consuming things that had to do with being a ride or die was not helping my situation. It wasn't enforcing or helping this inkling that I was feeling, this belief that I, I was trying to have about my situation, that this is not where God wants me to be. It wasn't enforcing that. It was reinforcing this idea that I was to ride or die with this person. And so I was consuming content that was like, you know, you ride or die, you know, um, what are those songs? Dang, I forgot who sings that song, but the song is basically like, I don't know why it hurts, but I keep coming back. It hurts, but I keep coming back to you or something like that. Like I was listening to those types of music. And so it was reinforcing this idea that even though it hurts and I just had to keep coming back. And it's like, yeah, like that's how I feel. I kept doing this thing because it was reinforcing that this is normal. Yeah, you, you feel bad and, and you feel hurt and you're hurt by this person, but you keep coming back, you keep coming back. I'm just saying that that's what I mean by being so particular about the things that you are consuming. If you want to live in a home, you do not want to be a renter. You don't want to rent. Stop consuming things that keep showing you in rent in apartments because your mind is going to tell you that this is okay. I'm not saying that it's not okay, but if in your life God is showing you something else, you need to start exposing yourself to that other thing to get your mind conditioned to believe that there's something that you can have and that you will eventually step into. Does that make sense? Because I'm not coming from this religious place. I'm coming from an actual practical place. I'm coming from a spiritual place, really. It's both practical and spiritual, not religious. So that's what I meant by that. And I just felt like I needed to, I just needed to further explain because sometimes I've said things that I feel like people got excited about and felt like they understood, but I knew that what I was trying to say wasn't really the thing that they received. And so I feel like I have a duty to further explain to make sure that you truly understand what it is that I'm saying and I'm not just reinforcing this old belief that you have. No, this is about leveling up. This is the Being One podcast. We are being one with Christ. Do you understand? And so we have to put on the mind of Christ. We have to literally have the mind of Christ, not just put on when we want to. We're being one. We're being, it's like we're being more established in him as we journey. And so that's what I mean. You want to see fruits in your life? 
make it your duty. I am not going to be a part of the masses. I refuse. Say from today, I won't be a part of the masses. I'm trying to tell you the masses is not where you want to be. You want to be the one to be influencing people. That's what God calls us to be as kingdom citizens. We're here to influence the world. We're here to be that light. We're here to be doers. And as we do, as we're the light and we do, darkness gets exposed. Ignorance gets exposed. A godless generation gets exposed. But you have a duty. And your duty is to exercise almost put into action the knowledge that you have. And so in order to obtain more knowledge, you have to seek for it. So you got to seek God and ask God for more knowledge so that you're able to put it into action. So you can continue to be a light in all areas of life and expose those who are ignorant so that they can too become light. So that's the selfless thing to do, not the selfish thing to do. I hope that you guys were blessed by that and it challenged your thinking and that it will encourage you to be light, seek knowledge, get understanding and apply it Stop trying to hold on to people. If they don't get it, they don't get it. Do what you need to do. And eventually they'll get it. They'll be inspired. They'll want to take action because they see the fruit in your life. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Think about it for yourself. Are you really about to listen to somebody that you don't see have a certain result that you want? If we both live in the same life with the same sort of results, same fruit, you telling me anything other than what we're doing is just comical to me. It sounds like you heard somebody that you were inspired by. You want to come tell me. You're trying to see if I will fall into it. I'm very comfortable living in this comfortable life of mine. You're the one bothered. What does that have to do with me? That's how it seems to people who don't get it. You're the one bothered. What does that have to do with me? So do your thing and prayerfully they will follow. And I don't say that based off of just some idea. I say this based off of experience that I have seen this to be true in my life, that I wasn't waiting around for people that if I got knowledge about something that I was enlightened about, I did it. And those who I desired to follow, or even those I didn't even think would be inspired and follow, began to follow. So stop being selfish <laughs> and be selfless because you could be helping so many people and advancing the kingdom of God. So anyways, yes, thank you guys for listening. I hope again was a blessing. You know I love you, but Jesus loves you so, 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 so much. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Mm -hmm.